Colin, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Uh, first off, apologies. The show's a little bit late uh, this week. Um, mostly my fault. Uh, the night we were supposed to record, I just was done in and I wanted my bed, basically. So apologies. Um, so we've got together today, Tuesday night, to record. And we're going to kind of... <laughs> I was going to say we're going to whack out. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Um, we're going to get two shows recorded, probably a two-parter, and get this week and next week. So we're back on track. So sorry about that. I take full responsibility. I, I, w- I was actually glad when you said I don't want to record, man, because I was feeling pretty rubbish as well, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, my message just went out with the dog. So if you hear my cat meowing, tough. Um, he's down the stairs and he's a wee pain in the ass, but. I heard uh, him. Hey-ho. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> the old Victor. <laughs> the old Victor. He's gone away. Um, what was I going to say, Colin? Um, I you were you glad mate, I cancelled. Right? Ah, you were glad I, I, I was glad I cancelled, but I'd finished that, but I was moving on. Um, I was going to say, I love you, mate, right? But I'm not in love with you, right? <laughs> right, okay. The feelings right, mutual. So there we are. But um, don't know why this popped into my head today. I'd been a lazy bastard, but I'd have been a lazy bastard. I'd been really busy at work, and normally it takes maybe sometimes half an hour, maybe something like that to come up with a show and didn't have time. And then this came into my mind um, from years ago. There was a, a study in 1997 uh, that supposedly uh, was 36 questions um, that can make you fall in love with anyone, basically. Okay. So we are just going to go through these questions and I've not read them and I don't think you've read them either. So No, this, this is going to be quite dangerous if we're going to answer these and potentially fun of it. I should mention that we're on the, the console we're using to record this week has got video so we can see each other. We're looking into each other's eyes. Um, and I don't we're have both, a top on. You don't have a top <laughs> on. The, we've both got the lights dimmed pretty low. Um, yeah. That's because my, the, my big light in this room um, hasn't worked for years. Uh, so I use this lamp thing beside me. Very visual stuff we're talking about here. So we'll, we'll move on. Yeah. So if we fall in love, uh, you only stay around the corner so I might come around and my life at you, we'll see. Oh, I should be so lucky, <laughs> as Kelly once said. Yeah, so um, like, um, literally just uh, an independent article, so we'll do a little bit of preamble. So 1997, like I said, a group of psychologists claimed to have found the 36 questions which could make two strangers fall in love. Two decades later, the study has been put to the test and there's a wee film on the independent website that obviously we're going to take nothing to do with. We're just going to sort of do this live now, the key, supposedly, here to creating a closeness between two strangers, well, not strangers, but um, as a st- sustained, escalating, reciprocal, personalistic self-disclosure, basically. Um, in other words, reading a lot about yourself gradually over a period of time. The questions are designed to make those involved reveal a lot of personal things, starting slowly and building up to more serious topics. <coughs> right, so... I think the way that you're meant to do this is like, I would ask a question, you would answer it, and then you would ask question two, I would answer that, and then I would ask question three, so it goes back and forth, right? Right, okay. We're going to, we're going to do it slightly differently. Okay. Because I want to. We're going to answer both the questions. So okay. I'll ask you a question, you answer it first, I'll answer it, you ask the next question, blah, blah, blah. Pretty simple. Okay. Um, they're broken into three sets, so we'll try and... Um, we'll try and find a natural break point and let's say split this into into two parts, mate. So set one, which I think is the the basics, sort of slowly easing yourself in um, for the use of a better phrase, but you know what I mean. Um, so we'll start with this. And I'm going to be, yeah, I'll be, 
uh, the guy to ask the very first question. So, I've, we've just arrived at a bar, mate. What do you want to drink? This, this, this isn't the party. I'm just. What was um, your first drink? Is it always a pint when you go to a pub? Your first drink. If you're on a date, maybe not. Maybe um, not. No. no, maybe not. I'll have a long vodka. Right, so long vodka, mate. Uh, I'll just have a. I'll, I'll be having a pint of lager, so I get them in. Um, and then I sit down and look, look at you. Never, there's a bit at the end of this that we're not going to do, um, if I remember right. We're supposedly, after you've asked the 36 questions, you literally stare at each other in the eyes for like three minutes or something. <laughs> it's, it's a bizarre thing to, to be doing. But, right, as I think, my man, uh, just dive straight in. Given the choice of anyone in the world, this is a pretty basic question. Whom would you want as a dinner guest? Normally, you have a, a dinner party and there's four or five people, but we're just looking for one person here. So who's the one person you want to speak to? Um, well, other, other than you, Jack, um, it would either be Kanye West or Louis Ferru. I, I was almost certain you were going to say Morrissey there. <laughs> nah, because couldn't have a fucking steak dinner, mate. It'd be a fucking vegetarian dinner and a... a Nah, I'd, as much as I'd love to sit down with say, I think I'd get a better meal with either Kanye or Louis. I'm going to say Louis through. I listened to him on, uh, I listened to him this week on Adam Buxton's podcast, and it was just an hour of them chatting shit to each other, and it was brilliant. So Louis through. Louis through. Uh, that's quite a good one. Just to drill down into the the Kanye thing, then we obviously you love the guy, blah blah blah. Any time I've ever sort of. Seen him on the telly, which isn't an awful lot considering he's like one of the most famous guys in the world. He just comes across a little bit weird. Do you know? I think like sitting one to one with him would be a bit disconcerting. I think he'd really like me though. Right. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. You got confidence in yourself. I like your confidence, mate. Hi. <laughs> That's good. Um, one dinner guest. One very specific dinner guest. Um, again, probably heading down at the. The interesting thing, this is a guy that I've actually met, um, Darren Brown. Yeah, I've met Darren Brown too. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that'd be pretty cool. He seems like a nice guy, very personable, and I'm only saying that because when we met him, we were at a, like an 18th birthday party at the Glasgow Hilton, quite a posh place, and he was so unfamous in inverted commas that he was still hiring, he was still doing weddings and stuff. Right, so okay. he turned up after doing a wedding, they'd paid for him to come up. I think it was a wedding anniversary, silver wedding anniversary. He'd done the party and he was staying at the Hilton. But he, at the time, he always had his cameraman with him, or somebody with him, obviously, to record things. So the cameraman turned his camera on, and there was all these 18-year-olds, and he was doing to him, which would be like the most basic tricks, you know, like um, you could smoke inside at the time, and I was smoking a cigarette. He took it off me, and he pretended to stamp it out, and then it was behind my ear, you know, right, really beige, oh, wow. simple stuff to him. But a really sort of really nice guy. He stood with us for about an hour. And can you imagine anything worse than working all night and then standing with 30 or 40 drunk 18, 19 year olds? Yeah, no. it would be. But he had the time for his man. He seemed like a lovely guy. So He is a lovely yeah. man. He, he he rescues parrots. He's got a lot of parrots in his house. He right, rescues okay. parrots. And um, he's also had the best, we've spoken about this before, I'm sure, the best uh, son, third front page headline ever. Um, the son outed him as gay. <laughs> right. uh, the front front page was Darren Brown mind bender. Um, but yeah, I I was at one of his shows at the King's Theatre, and um, when he's looking for people to come up on stage, he throws yeah. frisbees into the audience. If you catch the frisbee, uh-huh. you go up. I caught the frisbee went up on stage. He basically read my mind. It was pretty cool. 
Yeah, man, he's a, he's, a, he's an amazing fella. Um, aye, that's it. That's it, basically. He's a nice guy. I just want to have a conversation. I mean, I'd, 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 Kenny got out of Jesus or something. Like, get Jesus in um, and, and see what he's got to say. But he's just a fraudster. I mean, he wouldn't have much to... Like, you're... Like, see when people say, oh, historical people... See, see your points of reference and stuff like. You, yeah, I don't think you could have it. I don't. It would really suck, man. You'd be like, ah, you're talking about black and white stuff, basically. And I'm, well, not me, but I'm, you'd probably be talking about TikTok. I'd be talking about fucking, I don't know, support plans and the work. Like, ah, I don't understand what you're talking about, mate. <laughs> yeah. So I think the points of reference would be a good thing. So maybe a modern person, maybe somebody that was still alive, basically knew what we were talking about. So, yeah, question one, um, done. So. You take question two then. You ask me first. Okay, um, Jack. Would you like to be famous, and if so, in what way? Now you, we know each other well, and you you know that I, I don't would never want to be famous. But there's a very specific like take on this. I would like to be name famous, well, kind of like because I was into like, DJs and stuff like that. So uh-huh. a lot of the time it would be like I'm going to see. Mauro Pocotto tonight and Mauro Pocotto could walk past you and you would know who he was. Yeah, like Banksy or something like that. Kind of, yeah, like oh, J- Jack Shaw does that, that really cool stuff, but then I could walk outside and nobody would know who I was. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that, I wouldn't mind name recognition rather than being famous, Um, to be honest with you. I don't really know if that's what the question's asking but it's a twist on it from my point of view. Colin, would you, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm misjudging you here. Would you like to be famous, and in what way? Um, I, I don't think there's M in the world famous enough to compare to how famous I would want to be. Um, <laughs> That's I, mad. I, I, I want to be like David Beckham, mate. I want like I want kids in slums in Vietnam to know who I am. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd love that shit. Like, why? I don't even know me. Like I reckon it would be very difficult to be that famous and not be filthy, stinking rich. Well, see, is that be... it? Is that it? Is it not that you want to be loaded rather than famous? No, I want I want to be famous as well, me. I want people to be like come up to me and asking for a selfie and that. I want Yeah, and I want to say no. Um I want everything. I want Hello magazine to offer me a million pounds to come and take photos of my birthday party. Um but again, that's because you want money for that. It just sounds like you want... I don't know. I, I think it would be horrendous to be I famous. Want to have a, I want to have a thought in my head, right, about... I want to... Last night, right, I watched Liverpool Man United game, right? And I had a funny observation during the game that the Liverpool kit looked like a TV that needed tuned in, right? An old TV, right? right? And I put it out on Twitter and it got about 10, 10 interactions or something like that, right? I want to post on Twitter and it breaks... Right, I want to basically post something, and instantly. Who would be the guy that gets one hundred ten retweets and two hundred twenty thousand likes? And yeah, I want that shit, mate. Yeah, I I want that. It'll happen one day. But take okay, okay, we're not going to agree on this one. Um, I cringe to my soul, and it's happened once or twice at maybe a heart and hand live show, which is the other podcast that we do. And somebody actually comes up and they know you. It's I'm like, uh, fuck off, don't speak to me. <laughs> I don't I don't feel comfortable in that situation at all. And it's just friendly people saying, You Jack, how's it going, mate? I listen to you, whatever, blah blah blah. Um it's just that's not for me, so I can't imagine 
I love not it. being able. Nah, I know you do, mate, but it's mental. Right. Uh, we're never ever going to agree on that one. <laughs> that might make you fall in love. I hate you. <laughs> I don't understand my weird pals. Right. Um, before making a telephone call, mate, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? And if so, why? Um, yes, I do quite often. Um, if it's like a, a business related call or it's a like a utility based call or something like that, then I'll have an idea of what I want to say and how I want to say it to get off the phone as quickly as possible. If it's a difficult conversation I'm going to have with somebody, um, I'll have a think about my intro, I'll have a think about some sort of nice rapport building chat for a minute or so before I get to the guts of it. And I will think about how I'm going to put it and I'll also think about how I'm going to get off the call as well. So that's why is you, you don't want to interact with people for that long, but you want it's to be not, famous. It's not so much that I don't want to interact. It's more that if it's a business call or it's a utility-based call, then it's just boring. I want it over and done with. Right. If it's a difficult call... I can't cope with the awkwardness, I can't cope with the cringe, I need to get that part over and done with quickly as well. Right, okay, that right, sort of makes sense. Yeah, I suppose I suppose I do. Um, the first thought that came to my mind was years and years ago, uh, phone up a lassie asking her to go to uh, like a birthday party or something, a party, must have been 17, 18 or something, and rehearsing it for days, I think. <laughs> days, because I'd really, and then literally it was, How's it going? How are you getting on? Do you want to go to a party tonight? Yes. Okay. And that's, that's kind of what happened. But I, I was shitting myself because she was majorly out of my league. Um, <laughs> but she said yes. Um, so never went anywhere. It wasn't. Well, yeah, it never went anywhere. Um, I don't think she, I don't think we had a great time at the party or whatever. But yeah, I rehearsed that for days and literally it was a single question. Now that's the first thing that popped into my mind. Um, when um... it comes to sort of work calls and shit. Yeah, I, I kind of get what you're saying, man. You kind of say, look, this is X and this is Y and this is the outcome. That's it, basically. And you want to, or say that that's that's not for me to decide. I, I've, I've always got, <laughs> I've always got something I can pass them on to in my mind as well. <laughs> I always, I always make sure I've got all the tabs and all the spreadsheets open that I need, so that there's none of that. Okay, just a minute. Hold on a minute. I'll just, I'll just look this up. I'll just find it. I have what? everything ready to go, man. So it's slick. See, that sounds like good customer service, but whatever, if you want to just, you don't want to sound like a clown going, oh, wait a minute. Or no yeah. two seconds, it's not working. Like me today in work when my systems were way off and stuff like that, it was a pain in the ass. But yeah, I think we both, we both agree on that, that yeah, rehearsing phone calls is not a bad thing. So, uh, um, okay, so me. what would constitute a perfect day for you? What a perfect day. Um, I suppose this is just for me as I am right now. Um, no sort of... Um, nuances to this waking up not feeling shit right because I'm getting a good sleep the night before <laughs> that's going to make me sound like an old man but see when you wake up in the morning you must wake up in the morning sometimes and your back's sore you've no slept well you're just tired that's rubbish so you want to wake up fresh get up nice that's, sure you're not that's a really good one that's a really good point like just mm-hmm. I can't remember the last morning I didn't wake up and my first thought was fuck off <laughs> oh it's been so long yeah. man like <laughs> Every uh, no, no again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it just goes by in a flash, and like I said, you've woke up six times. You've been in the toilet once. You've had a nightmare. You've and you wake up. So it would, it would all depend on having that good sleep, and then it would be a weekend. There'd be no work, obviously involved. Probably the football being on. Um, Rangers playing. Probably we win. Uh, that would be good. Nice food. Oh, oh, really beige answers for me. Like I'm getting to that stage where that's what it is nice meal my football team winning a couple of drinks at night and again just getting a good sleep at the end of the night basically so yeah pretty basic bitch stuff from me what about you as you mate 
Um, right, what perfect is, what is day. <laughs> Just as the real me. Okay, perfect day as I'm waking up and I'm waking up in Florida. Um, I have went to bed sort of spooning and I wake up still spooning. Um, I get up. It's already beautiful. It's all sunny and stuff. Go out for breakfast, have pancakes and eggs, come back sometime at the pool. Um, go out and go do something that you can't do every day, like maybe go to the basketball or go to the in American football, do something that you just can't do. Yeah, okay. Like on that point, what if you went to that thing and didn't enjoy it? I plan things so far in advance and Google everything about them and Google street maps, the distance mm-hmm. and where I need to walk to and what that place looks like and stuff. Right. Nothing's ever really a surprise. Right, okay. So it should be okay. Um, everywhere I go this day, I'm driving about in an open top Mustang convertible, um, going by some trainers, um, go back to the villa, get all showered and put on nighttime clothes and go out and eat a big massive steak, maybe go to the cinema, watch a really good film and then come home and sit outside with the hot tub on and just drink bottles of mud. There you go. That's a perfect day for me is on holiday in Florida. And that's a typical Florida day. So it just sounds like you're on holiday in Florida. See, I I don't know what that would... If there was a psychologist listening or something like that. I didn't even think about being somewhere else or anything like that. I just thought, like, just here the now, like, no fancy motors, just my life, basically, what would be be perfect right now. Probably your perfect days are... Your perfect days are probably more achievable than mine. Maybe more achievable, yeah. Right, okay, good stuff. Um... When did you last, is this me asking? Yeah, fuck it. This is, yeah. So when did you last sing to yourself? And when did you last sing to somebody else? Are you a singer? Um, I last sang to myself this afternoon, today. Um, when my I got my boiler fixed today. And yeah. um, I basically not had a boiler working for about a month. Which means I had no hot water. Which means I've been having cold showers. Or I've been driving over to mum and dad's every day for a hot shower. And after the guy left, after finally getting the part for the boiler and fixing it, um, I sang a little known song to myself, which was Pato Banton, but it wasn't Baby Come Back. It was his second song, which didn't really go anywhere in the charts, but it was called uh, Bubbling in a Hot. And now my boiler was working, I was thinking about the shower I'm going to have tonight. I was going, I'm bubbling a hot, 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 bubbling a hot. That was it, basically. Um, When was the last time I sang to someone else? think sang to, it was maybe singing to my daughter probably because we were both at Harry Styles together and right. okay, that's nice. we were sitting singing a wee bit of the song so that would probably be it yeah like I, I kind of sing most days but it's normally like I'm not good with words of songs so it's normally just like a it's not even like the real words I was singing in work today because we've got we had the radio on and my memory's that bad, I can't remember what song it was, but like I knew, I knew the first bit of the chorus and sang that in work. I sang a little bit of uh, Hub Day, God Day, God Day on the windowsill. Aye, that one. Um, uh-huh. Because I've been watching Still Game recently, the last time directly singing, like to somebody, was probably one of the New Year's during lockdown. And I got the karaoke machine out. It was just me and Carl in the house singing Backstreet Boys. Um, I want it that <laughs> basically, way. Yeah. So that's probably the last time I sang, like, literally at somebody. It was, like, we sat in each other's company and sort of mumble songs and stuff like that, but I suppose that's not particularly singing at somebody, so, yeah. 
um, today, basically, for both of us. So I think most, I don't know, most people sing purely. They get they hear something and it's a weird worm or something. There. Absolutely. Like, I've noticed, really, I've said to you before, Jack, that when I'm driving now, I'm almost 95% of the time it's podcasts on in the car. I plug my right. phone in and I listen to podcasts while I'm driving, right? But what that does mean, see the 5% of the time when I think, you know what, get the old Apple Music on. I fucking love life for those 5% of times. It's amazing. Just driving the music on. It's such a novelty now that I really enjoy it when I do it. I very, very, very rarely do it. Like As soon as I get in my motor, it just plays what I was listening to in my phone straight away, automatically, basically, and it's, um, it's always podcast, yeah. Next question, number six. Okay, so Jack, if you were able to live to the age of 90, and at the age of 90 you retained either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? Um, probably the body, man. You don't want, you don't particularly want your body breaking down. I think, I think that that leads to the misconception that once you get to about seven or eighty, your mind goes. Like Karen's mum used to say it all the time, like she says, once you get white hair, people start treating you like a fucking child again. Yeah. So probably the body, because I, I don't think your mind, your mind, your mind might go. It might go at sixty, seventy. You might something might go wrong with you. But generally, you're not like it's not like you get to seventy and you turn into a fucking babbling idiot. So you don't want your body breaking down because that's where most of your health problems come from. So I think that's a pretty easy one. Um, maybe you've got a different idea about that. But uh, I actually, have the same idea, mate. Uh, I would probably want the the body of the thirty year old, and the reason for that is not so much because the ninety year old body breaking down and all that sort of stuff. I think it's more. And this might be quite a simplistic, non medical viewpoint because obviously I'm not a doctor but I reckon if you get to the age of 90 and you've got the body of a 30 year old that's probably going to have quite a a positive impact on your health generally anyway which will probably lead to your mind actually being quite good. Yeah I would imagine so if you've got a body of a 30 year old when you get to 90 and then it starts getting older you might get another fucking 60 years. <laughs> you never know yeah You might live so, to 50. Yeah which would be pretty cool. Um, So yeah I'd go for that as well. Right cool cool Um so you think they're getting a little bit more deep, to be honest with you. Do you have a secret hunch about how you'll die? I don't have a secret hunch about how I will die, but I, th- and you'll, you'll, I think you'll probably, if you don't agree with this, you'll, you'll know where I'm coming from. I've got a very distinct image in my head that it doesn't really matter how I die because it'll be like the end of The Sopranos, basically. Everything will just go black and it'll stop. And you won't really know. So I've kind of, I'm not, it's not something I'm scared of, unless you obviously get some sort of horrible degenerative disease or something like that, you know. But I'll I'll probably just drop down dead one day and be dead and everything will go black like the Sopranos. Well, that that would kind of be the perfect way, would be just die, just boom, dead. I mean, that would be spot on. Um, I kind of think it'll be something to do with my heart. Or my lungs. Uh, I've been overweight for years. I smoke. Um, I've drank too much. Uh, I partied in inverted commas for a long time. Um, doing um, naughty stuff, if you want to call it that. I just think that that'll catch up with me at some point and it'll be a case of, look, your ticker's fucked or your lungs are fucked or something, which is a little bit um, 
morbid to be speaking about, but yeah, I think it'll be something like that. Like, I, the, the, let's be honest, the typical West of Scotland, Glaswegian male death, I kind of think, yeah. is coming my way, to, to be honest with you, because I'm a typical West of Scotland male, to be perfectly honest with you, um, for guys running about our age anyway. Right, there you go. Um, I think it's your turn to ask first. All right, Dan, I should be dying there. Anyway, name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. Now, this now, this is a strange one if you're on a date with somebody trying to fall in love with them. <laughs> yeah, it's a strange one, actually. But um, <clears throat> Both extremely tactile. Um, like to touch each other, like to just like when walking past, kind of brush arms and all that sort of stuff. Um, like to laugh, like to talk, don't like silences, and both big fans of eating out and going to restaurants and liking good food, which is handy because we know a really good butcher, Jack, and um, when we want mm-hmm. good food and we don't want to go to restaurants or can't afford to go to restaurants, we can um, use our, yours, mine, and the show's favourite butcher a butcher that's getting used all across the UK now, thanks to this show. Yeah. Um, and thanks that's to this show specifically, well, that's well, well, well mm, I don't know about that one, but yeah, they deliver UK wide now. So I know there's some listeners down in England that um, the WTM free Dell code won't work for um, because they're not giving you free delivery down to Scarborough, which is somewhere. Was it Scarborough we delivered to recently? It was somewhere like that, yeah. Alfred yeah. listening to this show and he, he got some of the breakfast pies and he was raving about them and he's already going to order some more, apparently. So, yeah. what's the name of the butchers, Jack? It's David Cox Butchers. And where are they? Um, they are in, well, they're in Brigton and is it, I forgot, Kenny's? Nightswood? <laughs> That's what, <laughs> is that right? No, it's <laughs> Next <not>. Park. Next <laughs> Park. Right, okay, apologies for that. Um, so if you live in Glasgow, you can go directly to them. You can um, order online with that code that we've mentioned. You, you will know it by now, uh, WTM Friedel. Um, that runs out next week, but um, it'd be good if a couple of you could use it before it runs out on the 31st of August. Uh, but if not, and you stay in Scarborough or London or whatever, um, you can get meat delivered from the best butcher in Glasgow, so I would highly recommend doing that. So we managed to slide that in there pretty smoothly, mate. Um, yeah, which is <laughs> it's always nice when that happens on a date, Jack. Um, <laughs> so what about, what about you? Um, what three things do you and your partner have in common? Uh, again, pretty, we're pretty basic. I don't know how I was talking about like my basic perfect day. Yeah. yeah basic, like basic things. Um, like, we're quite happy to sit down and just not really do anything you know and i'm pretty happy to do that because i've, I've become that guy you, you kind of you work you come home you take a dog out um and then you don't you just don't do much and we're both happy not doing much which is something we're going out next weekend um for the first time i've gone to a drag night mate you ever been to a drag night oh god no i hate it i hate it i've never been what, never been never been what, myself what is it? is it is it like drag bingo or something no it's um at the at the bowling club uh, but <laughs> I, I was i wasn't going to go right I, but Karn uh, was working at um, the another bowling club basically, and the drag guy was in during the day, and she said it was brilliant. She said it was really the guy was really funny, um, ah. he props and stuff like that. So I decided to just go out. Right, okay, why not? Um, if he's like, what does the guy, all right. what does the drag queen in the bowling club have in common? Don't know. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> 
It doesn't really work because of called balls, but hell. <laughs> oh, good boys. They've got wee holes now you get a strike. Um, yeah. Okay. I maybe it's just off, man. So, um, that's sounds good, mate. It sounds good. It works. So, um, for what in your life do you feel most grateful for? Again, questions about the question. Is it like one specific thing? Because I could say Carmel, my partner. I mean, that's a pretty much as, Say as much or as little as you like, I suppose. Aye. Um, Again, basic thing, having a house, having a motor, having a job, like being able to occasionally buy things if I want stuff, having a wee bit of spare cash, although uh, everybody's in the same boat nowadays where it's, uh, things are getting fucking a little bit hairy scary with bills and shit like that. So, yeah, just being able to afford those bills and stuff like that, it's again really basic, but I um, just generally being able to almost, almost do what I want when I want, almost. Um, yeah. Not quite like every weekend going out and doing things or I, I want to, yeah, I want a shot at that Ferrari, so I'll go to that do I want to go parachute jump, all that. None of that, but you know what I mean? Like, if I wanted to, I could probably do it. Um, but, aye, basic stuff, mate, basic stuff. You? Um, yeah, pretty basic stuff as well. I'm, my parents, the fact they're both still here. Um, my daughter, she's 19, she's just passed her first year at uni, and despite having me as a father, she's doing remarkably well. So very, very... Uh, proud of that. Um, grateful of that. Um, like you, Jack. I well, I'm not saying like you. That's not fair. Um, like you in terms of things being pretty simple. I'm never happy, right? Never happy. I always want more than what I've got. Right. I always kind of look at the what's the what is it you say the other side of the grass or something or the greener side of the grass or oh. something. The grass is always greener on the other side. That's I'm really bad for that. Really bad for that. Yeah, I'm just really bad for always thinking about what's next and not really taking and fully appreciating what I've actually got. Um, but when you look around the world and you look at some of the situations some people are in and how bad it can be, I think you've got to be very grateful for what you actually do have. So I'm just grateful for it to be alive and relatively comfortable. Aye. That says um, we're only... This might even be a three-part of fuck's sake. I was thinking that. It's quite good. That'll, that'll <laughs> do me. That's we, fine. We, maybe we'll split this into three parts, um, unless we both start shagging each other in half an hour. Um, if you, they're, they're quite uh, to the point. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? So who's to answer this one first? Um, I don't know. I've lost track, but I'll just answer that one uh, first quickly. Um, I wouldn't change much at all. I, I'm really lucky that I had a great family, great parents, and... And now at the age of 37, I think, um, I just see my parents as my pals now. I've got a great relationship with them and I feel really grateful for that. So I wouldn't change much. If I could change any one thing at this time, I would like my mum and dad to have installed in me at a young age the requirement and the need to sign up for a long, long, long-term gas and electricity tariff. <laughs> because they didn't, and I didn't, and I'm currently fucked. <laughs> so, other than that, nothing at all. Yeah, I'm pretty similar. Like, if I could change one very specific moment with when my dad injured himself, he fucked his leg up really badly, and that sort of really fucked him uh, for the rest yeah. of his life. So if I could change that one specific moment, that's probably um, what I would change, but that's not about me being raised. Uh, they instilling something in you with, with something that is pretty on point as well. I am fucking terrible. And I'm terrible with money. Um, even though I was saying like two minutes ago about that stuff, I'm still bad with money, or I was bad with money. I'm maybe not as bad nowadays, but with being bad with money in the past, it's um, 
I spent an absolute fortune basically when I was younger, and it was it wasn't cause my mum. I wish it's cause my mum. That's not right. Um, I got some money when my dad died. Got some money when my auntie died, and instead of maybe putting it in an account and giving me five hundred pound a month or something, I, I got that all this money in a wanner basically, and I just spunked it in about a year, mm-hmm. uh, and that set up a a path of just being shipped with money until about f- probably until I got with Calm really, probably about five or six years, uh, seven years ago now. Um, so I it's kind of similar to you. Um, and, well, instilling a something in you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. This one we're not we're not going to do this one in full detail <clears throat> because it would take another eight minutes. Um, take four minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible. Um, I says I'm not going to get into this. And <laughs> not, I'm going to just ignore the fucking question. Not going to. Right. Yeah, okay. Detail. Let's ignore that one. Yeah. Now, well, I'll start with born in Govan, brought up in Govan, moved to Moss Park, moved to Brigton, come back here, played a lot of bowls, played a lot of football when I was younger, was reasonably clever at school, um, went to university, chucked it, went to college, chucked it, eventually went back to university, done something I didn't want to do, fell into a job that I'm doing just now, but I really like the job I'm doing just now because I get to help people. So there we are. I've done it in 30 seconds, mate. That's, that's... On you go. Uh, born in Clarkston. Lived there all my childhood, basically. Bought a house. It was a flat eh, when I was 21. I moved to East Kilbride. Um, started a job, eh, or a career, sort of, in contact centres. Worked on the phones. Became a t- coach. Became a team leader. Became a team manager. Became an operations manager. Um, knocked all that in the head a couple of years ago because I was too old for it. And eh, moved into another field, now working digital. Um, I absolutely love it. It's a job that interests me. I enjoy what I'm doing. I see, I'm, I get to see things that I'm working on. Uh, basically, change in, in front of me and make like make life easier for lots of people. So I very much enjoy that. I had a daughter when I was eighteen. She's now nineteen. She's wonderful. Um, I got married, which is something that I always wanted to do. Um, I own a house, which is something that I've always wanted to do. And I don't have loads of hobbies. I don't have. I don't. I don't really play any sports. Um, I don't do bowls or anything like that that you do. Um, but I always liked talking when I was a, when I was at school. I wanted to become a DJ, like a radio DJ, not a fucking bang bang boom DJ. Right, right. Yeah, I wanted to be just. I wanted to be hi. This is local radio. <laughs> uh, um, but I didn't do that. But I now do podcasts, which I suppose is me making that dream come true in a certain oh, way. Um, I always wanted to be either a radio DJ or a weatherman. Um, so. I'm on a podcast now, and tomorrow it's going to rain. There you go. Dreams come true. Dreams um, so, come true at times, so, yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's me. Right, we'll wrap up section one with question 12, and then we'll, we'll call it a demo. We'll be back with you next week with set two of these questions where we fall in love. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained one quality or ability, what would it be? Oh, um, this is when you should really need the questions first and have an idea. Um that's part of the jazz, but isn't it? You need to really think and yeah. on your toes. Right, so this probably wouldn't be all that attractive a trait to a potential suitor, mm. but you have to tell the truth. So I would like to wake up with the ability to be invisible because as we've discussed on plenty of shows in the past, it's the best way to a life of crime <laughs> not getting <laughs> discovered. So really is, huh? that would be me. I would wake up invisible or the ability to be a visit invisible 
and I would rob banks and things blind, basically. There we go. I don't know if it meant super abilities, but hey ho, um, just the ability to make more money. <laughs> like be really good at making money, that'd be good. <laughs> be good yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and a, an ability to read the horses, mate. Imagine being one of those guys that can read the horse form and, and actually fucking win much money. The cunts, man, <laughs> don't start those old guys that know about form and know what <laughs> seven dash one, four means. Nah, yeah. um, nah, I don't. <laughs> you, because see, if you wanted to, you you could just read up on how to read the horses. <laughs> you could probably that. do it. Nah, I'm not doing that. No chance. Ah, See, on, on that point as well, here's 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 one. And if you tell me you can do this, I'm going to be more impressed about anything I've ever been impressed you've done before, right? I, I, watching I, UFC or watching boxing right. and being able to score it. Well, kind of. Aye. No chance. I, I have not, see, when they 12, 12, 9, or, no idea how they do that. Well, boxing is pretty simple. It's either... 10-9 or 10-8, basically. So, somebody wins around, somebody loses around, and if somebody really dominates the round, they win 10-8. Is that it? That is it. Aye. Right, okay, maybe I could do that. I know, it's yeah. like... Yeah, like, the other night, the did you watch the Joshua fight? I did, mate. I was talking to you during it. Yeah, so, like, you, you, you just by watching it, you, you went, that use guy won, like, was better in, like, nine of the rounds or whatever, so... He won. So he gets ninety points, right? Okay, and then for the ones well, that he, he gets, well, he, gets he gets yeah, he gets so he gets ten points each for the the nine rounds that he wins, and then nine points for the the other three and other. Right. Okay. So okay, it's pretty cool. simple, mate. Easy enough. I thought actually. Okay, fair enough. I thought you uh, had to. In my head, these cunts were watching the boxing right and going one, two, five, three points, five points, seven points, eight points, uppercut, nine points. All oh, right. No. Like no. That. No. And no. working at some mad fucking. I don't know, no. some ready reckoner that told them the points. But okay, if it's as simple as that, then that's easy to do. Ah, it's, it's pretty to... simple. It's pretty simple. Right. I'll score right. the Joshua Fury fight or the whatever it happens, I'll do that. Right, okay, no worries. I've got a day there, mate. Um we are we're a third a third of the way in love. We'll be back with you uh, next week with set two of these um quite deep questions at times, actually. I wasn't quite yeah, expecting to be fucking um talking about um, some of the stuff we've been talking about, but reasonably interesting actually calling me Jink. Yeah, very good, well done, and I appreciate the the effort and the planning and the stuff you did to make this show possible, so <laughs> thank you. Googling something. Right, we'll speak to you soon, guys, cheers. Aye.